The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. So I was driving a while ago and I saw this bumper sticker. Just two words, but those two words encompass an awful lot of commentary on the social life and society of the late 20th century. I'm sure you've seen the same one. The two words, question authority. That idea has been around for a long time, but if you grew up in the 60s or 70s, you no doubt are very familiar with it. It became popularized by a man named Timothy Leary, a psychologist formerly of Harvard, who was described by his, his uh, contemporaries in extreme ways. Like on the one hand, the poet uh, Allen Ginsberg, he said this about him. He called him a hero of American consciousness. But then President Nixon called him the most dangerous man in America. If you really want to lose yourself down an internet rabbit hole today, just go look up the life of Timothy Leary. It's really fascinating the things that this guy did and were done. I mean, it involves jail breaks and flights to Kabul, and you, it's amazing. But one thing that he did, most notably, was made that bumper sticker ideology part of the post-Vietnam War era, where the position, the point was, um, don't just blindly follow someone or what they say because they're in a position of leadership. That very much became part of an ideology of a generation. Now, at its best, if you took those, that ideology in its best form, what it's saying is, uh, it's a warning not to blindly assume that someone in authority is always right because authorities have been proven to be wrong. One of my favorite examples of that from history is, uh, is Aristotle, the great thinker. Some people think the greatest thinker of all time. A philosopher, a scientist, you could say, who lived about 300 B.C., whose words and pronouncements about science held sway over the scientific community for more than a thousand years after he died. One of the things in particular that I was reminded of is that, you know, Aristotle, he said that something that's very intuitive to us, I guess, he says the, the mass of something, how much it weighs, determines how fast it falls through gravity to the earth. So obviously a 50-pound cannonball is going to fall faster than a one-pound cannonball. Now, I suppose somebody back then could have tested it, you know, taken the 50-pound cannonball and the one-pound cannonball to some high place and dropped them to see if they really did fall at different rates. But everybody just assumed that Aristotle was right. He was the authority, and people believed that for almost 2,000 years until a man named Galileo gathered some professors at the base of the Leaning Tower of Pisa in Italy and pushed two cannonballs off the edge. And they landed at exactly the same time. Turns out, Aristotle was dead wrong. But the amazing thing is, these professors were so blindly willing to follow Aristotle that they denied what they saw with their eyeballs they denied what they saw in reality and continued to believe that Aristotle was right. What do you do when an authority is proven wrong? You know, here we are in, a, in an age maybe where 
that question authority bumper sticker might get more popular again. Because we live in an age now where you look out at this world and you start to weigh these things like, okay, is this news or is this information? Uh, is this reality or is it virtual? Did somebody make this or is this a function of AI? Am I talking to a real person or is this just a chatbot on the other end of customer service? In this age in which we live, maybe once again people are asking, is there an authority that we can just blindly follow? Well, the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, he walked into the synagogue in Capernaum. Capernaum was Simon Peter's hometown. If you go to Capernaum today, you can still see the walls of a house that for 1,700 years at least people have been saying, well, that's where, that's where Peter lived in Capernaum. And about 100 feet from those walls, you can see the ruins of the synagogue. Um, most certainly the very synagogue that Jesus walked into in our gospel reading for today. And he walked in there and he began to teach the people on this Sabbath day. And people, the Bible says were amazed. Amazed. And we have to ask, why? What, what amazed them? Well, one word. Authority. They were amazed that Jesus taught as one who had authority. But what, what is it that convinced them? What is it that he said or did? How was he so different? Why were they so drawn to him? Well, the first thing that amazed them is the way in which Jesus taught. So their teachers of the law, their normal practice was to refer to experts. They would say, Rabbi Gamaliel said this, and Rabbi Shammai said that. We're used to this. If I'm, if I'm trying to convince you of something like uh, the psychological effects on children whose parents go through a divorce, I might appeal to Dr. So-and-so, who's an expert in child development, right? This is a normal thing, but that's not the way Jesus taught. He didn't appeal to any experts. He said, I say to you, he said, I'm the authority on everything that I'm going to talk about. You know, the other rabbis, they kept pointing people to the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And Jesus was different. He said, believe in God, but believe also in me. He said, I am the gate. I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. The words he spoke, well, they echoed with the divine. Because you see, what the people were finding out on that synagogue day is that this man was the answer to Israel's prayer that we heard in that first reading, where Moses is reminding them, listen, you remember when God descended on Mount Sinai? When you got to talk with God face to face and it was fire and thunder and earthquakes and windstorms and lightning and horns and you said, we don't ever want this again. Send us someone who will talk to us so we don't have to talk face to face with God. Well, God's solution, God's solution was to send his son as one of us so that we could talk to him face to face. But you know, Jesus looked so much like one of us and talked so much like one of us and walked and ate and drank so much like one of us that it might have been very easy for the people sitting in that synagogue to hear him say these things with divine implications but look and just see 
a man from Nazareth. But there was someone there, someone there who knew the difference. Just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. You know, in the whole of the New Testament experience, there's only one group of people who always recognized Jesus as the Son of God, never misunderstood that this guy who looks like us and talks like is not, in fact, just human. There's only one group of people, and those are the people that were demon-possessed. Because the demons knew the Son of God long before he was born in a barn in Bethlehem. They knew him long before that. And this demon said, what do you want with us? I know who you are. But Jesus says, be quiet. Come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. Banished at the word. See, Jesus doesn't just teach with authority. He acts with it too. And what the people saw here is that they might have been amazed at the fact that Jesus taught unlike their, their, their Jewish teachers of the law, but Jesus also acted in a way that no teacher of the law could act. And they finally were beginning to understand what was happening there in that synagogue in Capernaum. God was in their presence. Listen, the people were all so amazed, second time, so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching, and with authority, he even gives orders to evil spirits, and they obey him. With news like that, you could have predicted what happened next. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. What was being said? A new authority has arrived. When Jesus' authority was questioned, he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that his was an authority that could be trusted. The crowds knew it. The demons know it. You and I know it too. The only question is, are we listening to him? Question authority. That's maybe a good thing for us to do as we look at our life. What are the authorities in our life that lead us to order our life the way we do? What are the authorities that lead us to value the things that we value? What are the authorities that's going to set up your priorities for this next week and what your family and you are going to be about and do? Sometimes, sometimes maybe there are authorities that we should really question. Oh, maybe, maybe your job is driving your life right now. Or maybe, you know, it's money that's moving your life in a way that it shouldn't go. Or maybe probably all of us can look and be a really careful self-analysis. We're going to find out that what is so often ordering my life is this sinfully selfish heart that I've got that says what I think, what I feel, what I want. That's what should order my life. That's what should tell me what to value. That's what should set my priorities. Tell you what, if if that's the authority that's ordering your life, it's high time for us to question it. Because you know what? That's an authority that's been proven wrong over and over and over again. I mean, take a look at your life. My guess is it's going to be something like mine. 
that there are some times where you say, what, it, this life does not seem to be lining up with the authority of following Jesus. And whenever we do that, make the authorities prove themselves. When's the last time loving money really made somebody's life better? When's the last time, you know, having the top priority of self-care really resulted in your life being centered in what is meant to be centered in? We can chase after those things all we want to, but in the end, they, they're authorities that have been proven wrong over and over and over again. To continue to follow them would be like believing that Aristotle was right after you just saw it with your own eyes. We see this with our own eyes every single day. Thank God that for all the times that we tried to get out from underneath Christ's authority, he never gave up on us. Not once. No, instead... Uh, he traded his celestial throne for that Bethlehem cradle. He traded his heaven for our hell. He traded on the cross his deeds for our debts. And on that cross, Jesus proved once and for all to the world, to the devil, even to death itself, that he is the one authority that we can trust without reservation when he rose from the dead. We can trust him without reservation. The only one who's been proven right every single time. I mean, think about what he did for us. When we were God's enemy, he showered us with God's love. When we were filthy with sin, he washed us clean with his own blood. When our selfish heart wants to wander, Jesus found us, kicked in the door, cleaned it up, and made it his home. Jesus has made you a child of your heavenly Father. And now... He's willing to be the one authority that you can trust no matter what questions you have, no matter where you're at. Ordering our life, following that authority, the one of Jesus, is going to be one that leads to blessing, to hope, and to life everlasting. That's why our lives are not meant to be for ourselves anymore. And the question of what I want or what I feel is far, far down the list when it comes to ordering my life, my values, and my priorities. The bumper sticker said, uh, question authority. I think it's a good opportunity for us to really ask ourselves as we look at our life, who are we listening to? And if they've been proven wrong again and again, let's believe what we see, not what we used to believe, like those professors at the base of the Tower of Pisa. Because once an authority has been proven right beyond the shadow of a doubt, you can trust it. In fact, I saw in uh, 1971, Apollo 15 mission, uh, astronaut David Scott performed that uh, Galileo experience or experiment on the surface of the moon, this time with a feather and a hammer. And because there's no atmosphere on, or negligible atmosphere on the moon, the feather and the hammer, he let them go and they dropped onto the surface of the moon at exactly the same time. It turns out, when an authority is proven true, it's going to be true no matter the time, no matter the circumstance, no matter which celestial body you might be standing on. In Jesus, you have an authority that's been proven true. God grant that we order our lives to follow him. Amen.